Hey y'all, thanks for tuning in to episode 12 of the Yams Podcast. It's your girl AC. Uh, Just coming to give a little disclaimer. Uh, We had some technical difficulties during this episode, so we sincerely apologize for the sound quality. Um, But we wanted to post it anyway because there were some real jewels um, of wisdom that were shared on this episode. So hopefully you can catch them and then, you know, you'll continue to listen and support. All right. Peace. When you got the yams, when you got the yams, when you got the yams, when you got the yams. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. What up, what up? It is your girl, Shell Bells. AC. And it is, um, where are we at? Episode 12. Of the yams. <laughs> Damn it, we all over Child's the place tonight. it's been a long day. We are your yams, y'all. Shit. Um, and so this evening we got our uh, resident yam, Buddha Boots. You there? Yo, what's okay. up? All right, all right. And then we got a special guest with us tonight, our boy EP, Eric Pollard. Y'all can't hear me? Yeah. Here we can hear you. Can you hear us? Oh, my bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can hear you. You interrupted the introductions, yeah. bro. Come on, man. Okay, again, sorry, we got man, EP in the building. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for having me, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said he's not he's not cut he's not filling in on the extra bullshit. He said he here with to talk about what he talk about. He's yeah. just gonna be an audience member, so we'll we'll get to him later. He got his drink on the side. True. So he he's chilling. He good. He's chilling. So, so but thank thank <laughs> our guys for being here though. Thank y'all for being here. <laughs> So uh, we we got some uh, some interesting some interesting shit to talk about today. Yeah, so. Uh, so let's go ahead and get this rocking. Let's go ahead and start with the icebreaker. Icebreaker. We ain't never gonna get that shit together. <laughs> no, so we wanna, no, no, because we decided last time that we liked actually doing. <laughs> That's what I said. We're never gonna it? get the yeah, shit together. No. We're just gonna do it. Uh-uh. Whatever. We good. I'm good with that. We He is over here cracking up already, and we didn't even get to that video yet. We ain't shit, E. We've been saying this shit from day one. We're going to get our sound effects. We ain't shit. Nope. Mm -mm. Whatever. Niggas. So, anyway, (laughs) we don't even have nothing real formal for our icebreaker today. We We just got a bunch of random ass questions. We just going to sit around and talk about real quick. So, So. what's the first one we're doing? Um, Oh, I got one. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm switching it on y'all. All right, B. All right, if I could pick an age to be for the rest of my life, what would you? What age would you pick, and why? Uh, see, probably. See, I got two. Can can I do two? I'm doing two. No nope, one. I'm doing one. Damn it! God damn it, Buddha! Fuck. <laughs> ah. Um, man, fuck. All right, I'm gonna say. Because I was going to say 25, but I'm going to say 30, because that's when I really, really started to mature and started saying, fuck all this shit, <laughs> fuck all you niggas, fuck all you hoes, I know. <laughs> but for real, 30, because that's, that's really when I really started to like grow up. I was going to say that uh, I'm enjoying 30. I mean, there's some things I wish I had in place. But outside of that, I am enjoying 30 so far. So, yeah, I picked 30. 
And people be like, oh my god, I'm about to turn 30, 30 is so old, but like, no. 30 is lit. 30 is a good age. It's lit. But I wanted to say 25, because I have so much fun at 25. But, okay, I'm sticking with 30, because Booter said one. Dad. So, Booter. EP, you I thought he was going to Well, for me, personally, I would probably go back to maybe a, a 16, 17-year-old Eric Pollard, <laughs> being that those those were the, the years that those next couple, maybe five or six, all depended on your 16, 17-year-old decisions you made. Okay. So, yeah, I'll go back to that age. That's a good answer, E. You was out here thotting and bopping at 16, 17, wasn't you? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Being 16, you know, we ain't have a care in the world at that yeah, age. No, for real. That's a good answer, though, E. I like that. All right, Booter. We waiting on you, Boots. Uh, I, I picked 26. I had this as one of my questions on Facebook earlier. Somebody asked me why. So uh, basically, I had everything I wanted and needed. And uh, I think I got married at 26, too. Well, I was kid-free. And like I said, I just did. We did whatever. Did a lot of traveling. Did a lot of everything. Like I, said, I was... I was kind of carefree at 26. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I had just gave back my brother at 25, so yeah, yeah, I was carefree <laughs> at 26. Yeah. All right, B. All right, what's the next one? I'm going to ask, anybody got a fun fact about themselves? Damn, I forgot about that question. Come back to that. Yeah, I thought. Oh, yeah, that was last, huh? That was supposed to be last. All right, we'll come back to that one. What was the other one? The best thing to release adrenaline <laughs> is <laughs> getting them yams clapped. <laughs> hmm. Getting them cheeks drilled. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Listen. Y'all would have to put a sensor on your <laughs> podcast uh, logo. Parental advisory control. Oh, we do. <laughs> we already have one. Oh, we're waiting for the, the burr, 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 burr. <laughs> We're going to have to drop a flex bomb on them. Yeah. We already have oh, the parental hey. advisory. We good, baby. Them cheeks drilled, man. We live, baby. You be feeling all right after that. You know what I mean? Now, don't sit here and act like y'all don't have the same answer. That's why you got two kids. Yeah, we got this. It's the same answer. That's the only reason. I mean, that's the, what else can you relieve adrenaline with? I mean, some people like firing guns. Some, some people like working out. Some people, I mean, there's options. We just all chose sex. Uh, that ain't You're right, E. I don't think, you know, baby. All right, so something other than sexy. I mean, you know, like you just said, you know, working out, uh, you know, like you said, you know, just, uh, anything physical, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Most people, you know, work out to release stress, not I mean, not like gym. hooping, with like, you know, something like hooping, I used to be hyped up hooping, like, some nights you, you'd be, you know, going through whatever, you go go hoop for a couple of hours, be cool. All right. I mean. I don't know. know. Cause I don't go to the gym. Me neither. That I'm shit. Is, I mean, I'm not upset. I'll dance or something. I'll say that. That shit is sad. I don't want to go to the gym. For my for my saints out there that might be listening, I don't want to say. It's that. too late for that. <laughs> we didn't already talk about shit being drilled. It's too late for the saints to come in. They probably didn't already shut this shit off. <laughs> All right, we're gonna be somebody's sermon on Sunday. Watch. All right. What's the next one? Uh, you had them, didn't you? No, I don't. Did was you it. got them now? Oh damn. Okay. 
Um, here's one that we didn't discuss. During a date, what did what is something that your date said that made you realize it wasn't gonna work out between the two of you? If this nigga said he's a Trump supporter, I'm out. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm abandoning ship immediately. Well, this previously so before Trump was in office, what would he say? Yeah. Um. Oh, I don't know. Let's see. Let's talk about five years ago. What what you had? What would a person had did? Okay, not, not why so, Trump's in office, but what what would happen if it was five years ago? If we go out, if a dude asks me out on a date and it's time for the check to come and he look at me like, yo, you got it? I'm, I got my half. You better go bust them suds, my nigga, because I'm out. That's a deal breaker. I don't know. Some of them do. I don't know. These different. I mean, why ask a person out on a date? I mean, that could be a whole other topic. I don't know. Why ask, you nigga, would uh, be ask a female on a date if if you you're not uh, going to pay? Booter, you would be surprised. You've been out the game for a while, so let me just for let you know. <laughs> you would be surprised. I mean, but but I'm just saying, just my mindset. I can't wrap it around like. Even no, like your when, mindset, I, your mindset I is different. I'm can't. not asking nobody to go out on a date if I ain't, if I ain't got no money to pay. It's not it's not even about money, but it's like okay, let's say that he wanted to split the bill. Like I paid for my half, but if we never discussed that, that's still a problem. I don't have I don't have a problem paying my share, but if we never discussed it, and then all of a sudden you slide me like okay, so you owe me twenty four seventy two, then I got an attitude. <laughs> I got a problem. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, my, my mind, I don't know. Yeah, no, your mindset is way different. So you you always gotta remember you gotta think outside of Booter. Alright, we got one more. Hold up, I'm the only one that answered the question. Oh, I don't know, shit. Um <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he would say. All I know is... Oh, if his breath smell like doo-doo. Or if he come up to the damn date with fucking cornrows or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> you already know how I feel about that. If he got braid or some shit, that's it. You yeah. gotta go. Um, mm-hmm. If he has some outlandish number of children. If he, I was gonna say, if he tell me he got a baby on the way or some shit, then you gotta go. Damn. I think we uh may have... Booter? That happens. Boots? Um, okay. Y'all, okay, hold on. We're going to be right back because we're having some, some technical difficulties right this moment. So y'all y'all hold that thought. Okay. Y'all still recording? I'm back. All right, we back. Sorry about that. Thanks for y'all patience. We love y'all. Yeah. We're having some issues today. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the devil busy, see? <laughs> the see, devil. He don't want you to have Goddamn nice things. Devil. He don't want you to have nice things. Hey, right. So, so anyway, all right, let's cool. We can, yeah, we just gonna jump okay. in because I. So that I was it. Know. Icebreaker. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, moving on. Right. What um, we got? What we got going on? What we got? A whole lot of bullshit, basically. Uh. So. Uh, <laughs> so. In the world of the good, the bad, and the oh hell no. Um. So we starting off with big big things. I don't. <laughs> Speaking speaking of big things, big uh, I mean Booter and E, y'all probably going y'all not going to tap out of this conversation, but 
In other words, we're talking about Safari's big dick. Um, big ass dick. My man on the ground slanging that thing. And, you know, the rest of us were impressed. We were impressed. And, uh, Buddha, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here, but ain't nothing to talk about. No, I was just, no, no, I was just making sure. We knew you wasn't going to say shit. We knew you wasn't going to say shit. We just wanted to make sure you were still there. We don't expect you to have any comments on big dicks, okay? I'd be concerned if you did. (laughs) (laughs) We don't expect you to say anything, but we're going to sit here and talk about this big ass dick. Yeah, because, I mean, hey. that thing was lovely. It was nice to look at. I'll tell you that. I mean, he's, a, he's a life ruiner. He yeah. got a big dick. I wouldn't want from it. The islands. He, no, thank he's you. Jamaican, so you know that shit Mm-mm. is going to be bad. Mm-mm. But, but that I'll, makes up for his corniness. True. Because he's corny as hell. True. But I mean. But now we know why Nikki put up with his shit. She's corny she, as hell too. It took her a while to let that go. It took her a long time to let that go. Because he said the only reason why she stayed was because of that. And I believe it. Well, she corny as fuck too, though. So, <laughs> but I mean, I'm where where does Siobhan? Because <laughs> he was, he just it, the shit just looked like it'll just bust your whole cervix and uterus all the way up. Shit, I need my what the hell? I need my pancreas. Don't come over here Listen, with that. I'm good. It's just fun to look at. Don't do it. It'll twist all that shit up. Mm-mm. No, no. Damn it, Safari. <sighs> Anyway, where the where the safari? And I hear y'all here uh, popping in the streets. He put out a new song, and ain't nobody listening to that shit. No, I mean <laughs> the females is feeling it only because it's like, oh, yeah, ain't nobody listening. That's far. I I haven't heard it because personally, I don't give a damn about about his music at all. But I'm saying that team was definitely that was something. <laughs> <laughs> that was something. But I wouldn't let him smash that. So he couldn't clap these cheeks no. because. He couldn't. No, well, he's a life ruiner. You're not gonna have me out here walking around like fucking Lauren Hill and shit, <laughs> like a goddamn zombie or something. She's out here lost. Can't do it. Can't do it. Looking for this nigga in the daytime with a flashlight. Okay, walking around with a trench coat and no shoes and goddamn one sock, hair all over the place. You wouldn't have me do it. You wouldn't do it. Nope. Got goddamn voodoo, damn. <gasps> Hell no. Okay. Okay. So, okay, we're going to move on. <laughs> Moving on from the big dick. <laughs> Although, not really, because speaking of slanging them things, you see your man Clarence Thomas is back in the Why news for sexual assault. <laughs> Why? Why? Like, y'all... sir, you didn't learn the first time? You still out here on your bullshit? You okay. wasn't, you wasn't, <sighs> where were we, what was that, 92 or some shit? Yeah. You a whole ass, don't ask me to add because I'm bad at math, but. Twenty something years later, and you back and in you the shit. And you out here on on the same bullshit. With your old ass. In the era of Me Too, your ass is still out here getting sexual harassment charges filed against uh, you. You ain't shit. Old. Get his old ass, ass the fuck up out of here. And you're ugly and old. <laughs> all right, I can see you being fine Ew. and old. You ugly and old. So I mean, just cut it out. God damn. Period. That's from Mellow Pop from Sugar Hill, right? Not, oh, no, that's, uh, his name is Clarence Williams. Okay, who's Clarence Williams? The j- Supreme, Supreme Court, court dude. Yeah. <laughs> Supreme Court dude. <laughs> yeah, he's on the, um, he's been on her for fuck years. Fuck boy. Professional fuck boy. Yeah. But, um. But anyhow. Why can't people just keep their hands to themselves and stop saying ignorant, nasty shit to people? Right. What the fuck? Right. Old ass. Okay. Did y'all, uh, watch the Oscars? I watched a little bit of it. So I, I don't even too. know who won except for Jordan Peele. And I and I missed the um his speech. 
No, I don't watch award shows. Don't we know. Award shows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, only only know that he won. I don't know who else won or whatever. Um, I know that all the black people look nice as fuck though. They did. I didn't know that. Black folks was glowy that night. Yes. Uh, I mean, you know, kind of as always. Yeah. We we like to show up and show out. I do know that. I really did like uh, Tiffany Haddish on there though. She was hilarious. Her skit with uh, I missed that. Maya Rudolph. They were funny together. See, I missed that because I turned on The Shy, I think. Was I watching The probably. Shy? Probably. I watching The Shy. Yeah. Um, and part of Trick Daddy's Unsung, so I probably missed a little bit. That was actually pretty good, though. Oh, uh, he's speaking of old ass fuckboys. He gets on my nerves. Yeah, but his Unsung was pretty good. It was ugly, though. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched the Unsung. Yeah, that was pretty good. He, he did a lot of stuff. Like he he been through a lot. Mm. You should you should watch it, Annie. It was good. Yeah, I also want to watch uh, that show. What is it? Uncensored. Yeah, I keep missing it. Yeah, but they just had Neil. I got a Tiffany Haddish and a Rick Ross. Yeah, Neil Long was on there. They're doing last night or something. Yeah, they're doing um Charlemagne this week. Okay, yeah, I need to catch up on those too. Yeah. They look pretty good. I just yeah. honestly never remember when the they show be on YouTube. Going. That's how I'd be catching up. Oh, does shit. it? Yeah. They're putting um Deborah Cox is gonna be on that song this week too. Okay. But um, but yeah, okay. I gotta catch up on the the uncensored one. Yeah, right, we started. We jumped right so into the bullshit. But shout out to uh, uh, Ava Duvernay and um, Ryan Coogler because they have movies number one and number mm-hmm. two in the box office right now. So Black for Panther. Black Panther and Wrinkle in Time are doing pretty well so far. And Black Panther hit a billy. Yes, worldwide. Yep, they hit a billy. So, so black people out here doing it. We show up when we when we feel like it. Mm-hmm. We show up when we feel like it. So, that's that. Hey, what were you going to ask? I'm sorry. We'll definitely just cut you off. What'd you say? Uh, totally forgot. <laughs> <laughs> you getting old, <laughs> All right, if you remember, just ask. Just chime on in. True. Um, all right, what's next? I had the um, Central Michigan shooting on there to, to, where the student killed his parents. I didn't see anything else that developed from that. I don't. What was the circumstances behind that though? They were saying that he had got some like bad drugs the night before, Hmm. and then so his parents came to visit or whatever, and dude just snapped and killed him. Because I read that he said that like the people who saw him before that said he was very paranoid and was saying that somebody was after you know trying to hurt him and all that stuff. Right. And then I was reading that his mom was like a breast cancer survivor and stuff, and I'm like, wow, like that. Deep. Yeah. You took out breast cancer to have your, your son, son take you, you out. That's yeah. some shit. That's fucked up. So I don't know. Stay, stay away from the bad drugs, kids. Damn, that's really messed up. You coming to see your child at college, and here he goes just snapping out, and you don't even make it home. That's messed up. Right. Damn. Rest in peace to them. All right, Booter. We not talking about big dicks no more. I mean, you can feel free yeah, to chime right? in. Booter. <laughs> Damn it. Did we lose him again? This is some bullshit. Just chatting. Tonight. This is ass. Hold on. On the Gamma's podcast. I don't understand. Sure. We can keep it moving though because he don't be. You the know. damn devil. Okay. So we got uh, Stacy Dad's goofy ass. Oh, I can't stand that. Her. She really is clueless like in real life. First of all. 
Remember she used to be nice and pretty and stuff? Yeah. And now she look like a fucking kneecap. That's what happens when, you, when you're in the sunken place. You start to look funny. You look like a kneecap. And an elbow. So <laughs> The little, the yeah. little fold. The, the little, little fold. fold. Yep. What is wrong with her? Who? Anybody who vote for her is got to be an idiot. Fucking D-bag. But I seen that the um the mayor of Compton is, is running, running against, against her. her. Yeah. So, so they need to vote she, for her just yeah. off GP. Because like, she seems to be doing good out there. Yeah. Asia. So. Yeah. Stacy, girl. I don't I don't understand her purpose in life. Um, but I like how when I read headlines, they're always like, clueless actress. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's her. I mean, that real. makes sense. She's definitely clueless. That definitely, her. definitely makes sense. She's, ugh. Poor child. I, I don't get she it. She just don't get it. Poor goddamn child. Is she still with the married? She married or engaged or I don't know. I don't know what the hell is that for her. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but I know she done lost her goddamn mind. I know that Basically. <laughs> Basically. Probably already lost it from Clueless. Like, Because <laughs> she really ain't been the same. Doing no phase on. I mean, uh, phase on. <laughs> no, I'm fix it. I don't know. The devil is busy. Hey, y'all. Throw up some prayers, okay? Put some okay. holy oil on y'all, on y'all stuff tonight. Because the devil ain't right. He playing right now. He ain't fucking right. Bastard. Playing. Goddamn um, hot ass bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Why somebody say Beyonce's only taking Jay Z on tour because he can't be trusted at home for five months? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't see a lot. Yeah, I saw that. I don't see a lot at all. I don't see, I mean, uh, we're gonna get on the topic of them real quick. I don't see how they could outdo what they did the first one. Like, what? Mm, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I know Lem- Lemonade and Four for Four came out, but like, how, you don't out, you can't outdo the first one. I mean, but y'all know niggas is gonna buy the shit anyway, or they gonna go to the show anyway. So they don't give a damn whether it do, whether they outdo it or not. People's going I mean, especially Jay just came off the four 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 tour in in the fall. I mean, he just did that all fall. So you going you gonna come back around? Y'all going mix and match duos uh, songs? I mean, mix and match lemonade with four 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 because y'all already did I'm the other other tracks. Right. I'm wondering how that's even gonna work. Um, because they're literally like his and her albums. So I mean, I'm wondering how they would even put that together. But then again, I didn't go to On the Run the first time, so I honestly don't know what I missed out on, I guess. You didn't watch the, uh, they had like a documentary video. Oh, uh, I, I think mean, that's like the one a, I like never a live got back around shit. to. Hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll I mean, see. don't get their money. Like yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I won't get their money. Um, what's I about to say? Um, we done with Stacey? We done yeah, cause fuck her. Goofy, clueless, dumbass. Yeah. Yo, Claire's is filing for bankruptcy? Yeah, you late. You ain't seen that? Oh, shit. That was a spot when we was like 15. Listen, I still get earrings from Claire's. You yeah. do you? Yeah. Everybody was getting their um, piercings there and stuff. That was a spot. That's upsetting. Yeah, all Claire's. True. Moment of silence. Jordan Peele says he smoked weed while getting right uh, while writing Get Out. I, I believe it. That. 
I believe it. Because I watched Trippy as fuck. Can you imagine watching that he movie? Smoked huh? He smoked weed. He, smoked weed. Yeah. he was while he, he wrote was it. And, uh, get out. I tried to watch it high the other day and I fell asleep. So I'm gonna have to try yeah, it. Yeah, I was trippy as hell. The little running scene with dude was running. Yo. I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah, that Chuba. movie was super trippy. Did y'all see um Jewel Santana? <laughs> Ran from the TSA in, in Jersey because he had a gun. Yeah, like like he was like <laughs> You know what? I'm sick of niggas. Dumb as hell. Like, why would you try to take a gun in the airport anyway? I'm sick of niggas. You can't even take a goddamn sock half the time. You got right. I was gonna say you got to take your goddamn shoes off to walk through the <laughs> airport. Gonna try you gonna try to take a gun? And then gonna run? Goofy. I Ugh. think they um, I think they caught him though, where he turned himself in or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> but these, yeah, he turned himself in. What the hell's wrong with these niggas? Booter, did we lose you again? Okay. Ah, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what a damn night. Uh, shit, I forgot what we was even talking about. Uh, we we're done. We were talking about Stacey Dash. So we're done with her. Um, who's talking about U.S. Antenna? Oh, that's right. Shit, I'm looking at my notes. Running through the damn airport. I'm getting old. Looking stupid. I'll be forgetting stuff. Um. So I know y'all not gonna watch, but you gonna watch that? Uh. Reality show with Tiana Taylor and uh, Iman. Probably. I think I'm going to watch it. It looks really cute. Because I, I think they're cute. They are adorable. And their, their baby is so cute and chunky. So I'm going to probably watch it. See what that's hitting for. True. All okay. right. <laughs> what else is that? Okay. I think. Uh, um, uh, Danny, Danny Star. Are we Star? ready to move on to her? Yeah. So. A radio station down in D.C. I can't remember the exact call letter, so fuck it. Uh, consists of three hosts. Danny Starr. Um, what's the one nigga's name? Mm-hmm. Five Nine. Nine and um, I can't remember shit right now. Me either. But anyway. So Danny Starr had posted that she was looking for a nanny and... Uh, put it online and blah 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 she had some people but she made it very clear that she didn't want to hire anybody who's attractive because she didn't trust them around her man and apparently her co-hosts who are both male thought it would be a good idea to have someone on the show um almost as like a representative of pretty girls worldwide and try to make Danny almost feel bad for saying what she said. But the way it all happened, it was almost like an ambush. It was almost like they set her up to uh, be attacked on the radio, resulting in her... uh, She didn't actually quit, but she said it on the air, that this will be my last day, y'all can suck my dick, that kind of thing. Um, And so it's caused a lot of controversy just because uh, a both of her co-hosts are male, and it like I said, it it, it seemed as though they set her up mm-hmm. for that um, episode or that show to blow up the way that it did, and then they found this this random girl who, as it turns out, didn't even apply for the position. They just found her to bring her on the show to talk about it, um, basically implying that that's discrimination against pretty girls and. It's not uh, her fault that Danny's insecure in her relationship, you know, shit like that. And uh, 
So it was kind of like they were trying to make her look like a hypocrite. Right. Um, trying to make it like a big deal that pretty people are discriminated against in a workplace or whatever. But this was her house, not the workplace. So the whole ambush thing was just kind of for what? <laughs> it was It was all really unnecessary. Yeah, very. Um, and like Danny went off on the air. Um, that's just corny. I mean, like, people act like people don't. I mean, just like if, if anything. If somebody say, well, only like uh, brown hair girls, I mean, brown girls with uh, with natural hair, all of a sudden, straight, straight, light-skinned girls or straight people, they feel offended. I mean, get the fuck over yourself. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. like this shit happened. Like, no, only, like, skinny girls. No, now, big girls is offended. Or, oh, like, big girls. Now, skinny girls is offended. Oh, Kendrick Lamar got a light-skinned uh, girlfriend or wife or fiance. Now, dark-skinned girls saying he don't like black girls. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, every all this shit, just be like, get the fuck over yourselves. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's just crazy. Yeah. But for her to even imply that it was discrimination, right. like, you can't necessarily discriminate in your own house. Your like, house. if I, I run my yeah. house the way I want to. That's my and so child. so if I feel like mm-hmm. I don't want some girl prancing around the house around my nigga, then that's just how I feel about right. it. Right. What you gonna do? Yeah. Sue me? Like, I, I just thought it was, it was all real silly. I mean, now there's... Uh, even her co-hosts are coming out saying that she knew about mm-hmm. it, that Danny Starr knew about it, and that, that all of this was fake and blah, blah, blah. Um, but the way she reacted on the show, I don't think that was fake. Yeah, it seemed very genuine. Like, she was pissed She off. went in. And uh, so, yeah, the producer, I think, got fired. Her co-host got suspended. So it's really, it's really caused a... Uh, a whole uproar. So if you haven't heard the clip, I mean, I would play it now, but I don't feel like it. It's kind of so I would suggest you go find it. It's and acting like cousin Facetone exists. You can't have a nigga. I mean, chick around your nigga. Right. Not in my house. <laughs> what you said, cousin Facetone. But she right though, and I think they said too that her husband cheated on her before or something like that too. So I mean, if she got a little bit of insecurity, that's something she got to deal yeah. with. Yeah, and, and she's not wrong for that. That's her fucking house and her kid. So she can let in her house who she wants to let in her house. Who who's a cousin Faith and who's a Diamond's cousin? Ebony. Ebony. Yeah. Yeah, Ebony. Yeah. Yo, Ebony was walking around the house in drawers. I'd have socked that yeah. bitch. <laughs> so how you gonna try to ambush me on air? What people listen and try to make it seem like I'm a hypocrite, right? And all that stuff. Like this ain't no workplace thing. I, she didn't interview for a job at the station. She interviewed for a job at my house. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can say I don't want none of y'all bitches at my house. And then the fact that her her coworkers just didn't have her back on any yeah. of it at all. That yeah. that was the part that pissed me off. Cause it's like y'all randomly went to go find this other bitch. Right. Y'all know your co-host, and yet y'all set her up. And then basically attacked her for right. feeling the way that she does. Basically in front of company. Y'all showed off in front of exactly. company. And that's never okay. Then they said the girl who applied for the job was an Instagram model. The fuck I'm going to let an IG model in my house. She, <laughs> bitch, you apply for a nanny or whatever the fuck the position is. And then you up here modeling shit. The fuck? Bitch, that got to do with my job. Don't apply to be a model then, bitch. Dumbass. Don't be no nanny. Fuck out of here. here. Like, man, bye. So. That was like the dumbest shit I ever heard in my life. That whole exchange gave me a headache. Yeah. Whole damn exchange gave me a damn headache. I'm like, what the fuck? 
Or they doing it. Why would they do this to her? For real. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Um, Trying to make it like women just catty and jealous and shit. I mean, some people are, but like, come on, man. Not all the that time, That shit was though. dumb. Yeah. You doing that shit? Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> My god damn it. I'd have been pissed too. Yeah. What dumbasses. Um... <laughs> There was something else that happened, and now, you know what, y'all, I'm sorry. I have been, I'm off today, and then these technical difficulties is taking a little wind out my, my sails. That's all right. Okay, real quick on y'all dumbass president. Why am I reading that he wants to look into um, the death penalty for drug dealers? <sighs> I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I seen that shit earlier. His fucking dumb, goofy, orange ass. Speaking of that whole I mean, dumbass what, what he do? I mean, see what other countries is doing, and he tried. The act like the idea of applying it here or whatever. I mean, he's so stupid. Other countries and shit. He's like, but that shit ain't gonna work. Really fucking dumbass. Did y'all hear uh, Betsy DeVos her interview? I didn't watch it. uh, Oh my god, she's fucking terrible. I mean, we all knew that, but. That shit was funny, man. It was, it was so horrible, but it was funny. Yeah, I got to go back and look at it. And same thing with OJ's little interview that they showed. I mean, even she though that was fucking, cool. She didn't have a clue. She didn't have an answer to what she was talking about, man. Like, it was crazy. I seen a little, like, screenshot of it, and she just looked dumb. So I got to go back and watch it. Man, I... I don't know what's wrong with anybody. She basically says she doesn't... She has not visit, visited any of the underperforming schools... And that, uh, oh, basically she just, she just couldn't answer anything. <laughs> and I'm tired. Like I'm motherfucking tired because she had no business being there anyway. Um, you just gotta watch the video after this shit's over. Just watch the video. I'm gonna go watch it. True. She's a, there, the whole fucking administration is dumb. Yeah. I just, it just makes me mad that they're in there. Just dumb. Uh, okay. I don't understand. Me neither. But I think it's safe to uh, to move on because I'm sure this uh, this next part. Oh, the baby that was in the middle of the street. Did you see that shit? Yeah. Uh, Booter, did you see that with the nine month old that was cr- like in the middle of the street? <clears throat> so, yeah, I sent that to y'all, didn't I? Twenty seven year old. Oh yeah, you did. Twenty seven year old mom was arrested because her nine month old baby was found. Like just in the middle of the street, Crawling. she claims <laughs> that she didn't know uh, something about the the child wasn't strapped in the right way or something like that, and she turned around and her baby was gone. Like, bitch, what? That doesn't even make sense. So the nine month old like crawled her <laughs> ass out the car seat, opened the door, and then did a whole that's a, that's did exactly a whole what the somersault out the back seat. That's exactly like what the baby did. Yeah, you know, babies do that. I'm a full babies do that shit. I'm tired. I'm tired. Niggas I'm tired. don't. Some of these dumbass niggas and bitches don't need to have kids, man. I'm telling you. Stupid as fuck. It's ridiculous. So I'm assuming this was a young black yeah. Yes. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yes, she was. Just out here having babies that y'all just don't even. I hate y'all dumbasses. <laughs> just hate some of y'all, man. <laughs> Oh, um, that's what it was. And this has nothing to do with what we were just talking about. Blackish. How they, oh, yeah, they yeah. wanted to uh pull ABC's not gonna air yeah. the national anthem episode. Out of all the things they've been talking about all season. Right. And here y'all come. Right. 
But they're petitioning some, you know, of course, there's a petition going around. They want uh, whoever the executive producer is, they want him to leak the episode online anyway. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how that goes. Because I want to see it. Like, what, you know, like you said, they've been they've been talking about some controversial shit this whole time. And so now all of a sudden ABC wants to punk out. Like, I want to see the shit. That's my show, too. True. Um, oh, oh, sorry. One other thing. That girl that got arrested at the North for Sales movie theater. Did y'all see that? Yeah. Um, I didn't watch the whole, I just watched like the first 30 seconds to a minute of the video and I didn't watch the whole thing. Apparently somebody else got arrested out there recently. Like a dude. Really? Got arrested. I saw a video. I don't know how recent it see, is. Yeah, I didn't see that one, but I did see the one with the little girls and the girl who was recording. Yeah. Uh, the only reason I find that video problematic, well, I mean, he shouldn't have reacted the way he did, but from what I was told from someone who was actually there in the moment, um, the girls, the group of girls were put out of the theater for fighting. Um, so that's <laughs> part of the video, I guess, that you that you don't see. That's part of the story that you don't knows that they were in there fighting so you know if that be the case the movie theater has every right to put them out because you should get put out the fuck is you fighting in the movies for um then the girl that got arrested i mean sure he was a little rough <laughs> uh but from also from what i understand she was all up before she started recording because i mean there had to have been something to indicate Maybe I should start recording. Mm-hmm. So before she started recording, she was all up in the cop's face and being real belligerent. And they had already asked her to leave the premises. Now, again, I get that he shouldn't have, like, tossed her to the ground and did all of that stuff. But you, especially because I've seen her before and I've seen, like, and heard some of her work, I guess. Um, you already know the... Uh, state of this city and state of the country mm-hmm. when it comes to police officers. So if you're intentionally in a cop's face being belligerent and doing this, that, and the third, what makes you think they're not going to mm-hmm. retaliate? Or whatever the case may be. I can't even call it retaliate because she didn't. She may not have put her hands on them, right. but sometimes you gotta leave them the fuck alone the same way you want them to leave us the fuck alone. Like, cause that story could have gone a whole different direction. Mm-hmm. Has she just been recording them throwing the girls out or whatever? That's one thing. Although, like I said, they kind of deserve to be put out if you in there fighting. Um, but then to be in a cop's face, not saying that he deserved that she deserved to have his knees in her back or any of that shit. But again, you gotta know what the fuck to expect mm-hmm. sometimes. And I, I just I don't know. People have been sharing the video and all that good stuff manager got fired and yeah i saw that all you know because um, the manager was the one i called the girls animals right yeah he called them animals um i don't know i just this is one of those instances where it actually is two sides to the story i don't know that's just my thoughts on it uh sometimes you just gotta leave shit the fuck alone I don't know. Like, I'm not going to go and just get up in a cop's face mm-hmm. just because I fucking feel like it. Mm-hmm. Be- without the expectation that, A, I might get arrested, B, I might get my ass whooped, C, I might get arrested and get my ass whooped. Right. 
So, I mean, sometimes you just got to see those things coming. Shit, on your ass or fuck around get shot. Right. Or yeah, that. They definitely are trigger happy. Or that. Super trigger happy. So, I mean, share share videos as you may. Because, like I said, I, initially I shared it. But then when I heard that there was, you know, a different more side to, to the story, that there was more to the story, I immediately took it down. See, I, um, I watched the initial one, but I didn't. I seen somebody else post one of, I guess, when a girl got arrested. Mm-hmm. But it was like a different angle. A different, yeah, somebody else was yeah. recording. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. man. That was just my thoughts on the situation. We can move on. Everybody's wilding. That's all I'm saying. Every damn body. Let me make sure this shit is still recording because you know how we've been rolling this whole time. <laughs> okay, we good. We good. We all good. Right. So, is that all we got for what's been going on? I think so. I think that's it. Guys, do you have anything or are we good? I'm good. I think that's just you know, the <laughs> <laughs> Buddha be trying to get this shit over with. Let's move the fuck on. He be ready. You know, he be on it. I'm surprised he didn't tell us to move on. Right? (laughs) He be like, all right, let's go. No, I thought y'all would have had more on the the cop thing. Y'all probably ain't never had much dealings with cops. I I got pulled over one time and I got out of it. So, I'm good. Yeah, nah. Mm -mm. I'm good. I got out of that one. I don't ever want to deal with that again, so. I'm and I was almost like, well, I ain't never got handled or roughed up by a cop, but I had cops pull guns in my face mm. on multiple times, even when, even when I was a teenager. Shit, um, out, uh, what's that, Club Quake. Damn, Everybody, man. I mean, we laugh and joke about that shit now, like, but it's just, back then, that was, that was probably uh, a life-changing with a life-changing event, too, that made me, like, double-think about some shit. Have you ever seen a half a motherfucking uh, paranoid-ass white cop pull a gun in your face? Yeah. That, that shit make you want to change a little bit. I was going to say, that will change your whole perspective Heck on yeah. a lot. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I always think about, like, shit, like, today. Like, if the shit went on today, I probably would have been shot. Like, that shit was, like, what, damn near 18, what, year 2000? Like, I was in 10th grade when that shit happened. Damn. And, uh, shit it's me. funny though, man, because like we used to like this was kind of like in a transition. I don't want to talk about. I mean, we won't get into this shit later, but like the transition of not hanging with like all my niggas I used to hang with in the hood did just start hanging with all the football players. Like when I used to hang with like all my niggas, like we used to always fight and shit. Like, but when I start hanging with the football players and, and, and the niggas who who care what their parents think, right. Like I get, I got out, so I go and spare hit the shit out in the parking lot. Motherfucker, the cops pull up. Oh, you know, I'm the only one in the middle fucking parking lot. Everybody else is gone. I'm like, oh shit! That motherfucker <laughs> felt damn like, what's the like? Your whole body fall asleep. Like, yeah, like them spikes coming your body. Like, I thought, I thought he's about to kill me. Mm, damn. But yeah, that shit, that shit was crazy. That was scared the shit out of me. Well, a lot, a lot of niggas probably remember that shit. I never had no experience like that. Like I said, I got pulled over once. I no, I got pulled over like twice, and I was like, "It." It's crazy. I don't know. So yeah, next subject. Okay. So we're gonna get into the main. Yeah, the so main let's topic. Jump into our main topic. Um, we asked Mr. Pollard. Yeah. 
to come on the show because one of the things we wanted to talk about was uh, what it means or what it looks or feels like to kind of change your image, to rebrand yourself. And I know, uh, you know, he has a story to tell. And for a lot of us who are friends with him on social media, we've kind of seen a transition. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to invite him on the show just to kind of speak on, you know, give us, give us his, his story and speak on what it, what kind of triggered the, the changes that we've been seeing recently. So EP, what's up? <laughs> tell us, tell us, I mean, give us, give us some background, give us some context, what, what you, what you've been dealing with. Uh, well, recently this, just getting over, you know, just rehabilitating myself physically, you know, after getting shot or whatever, you know. So let's let's rewind then. So, and I don't know, you can get as in-depth or not as in-depth as you want to, but um, backtrack a little bit and tell us, you know, what you, some of the things you dealt with coming up or even what led to you being shot or what, whatever the case may be. Well, it's funny. It's like, like, I, like, I look at my life, like my high school, like my last couple. I'm playing around years in high school or junior, whatever, and then to the real world. Mm-hmm. So I, I like, I made like I failed that high school stage. So I carried a lot of guilt and burdens on to the real world and was never ready to face reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I dealt with domestic violence. I was a victim, and also I was an abuser as well. So that was different. I grew up with a mom and dad. I never experienced that. Um, just being somebody who you, I always thought I was gonna leave the hood myself. I don't know why or what I thought I was gonna do, but I thought I was out here. Like you could have told me I was still gonna be here, but I don't know. You know, uh, just. Just a lot of things went 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 away, went sale, A lot of ships, I guess. But it's very important to to own up to to mm-hmm. the, to the things you did. So it, it took a lot of years to own up to all those things. Mm-hmm. So now we're here. And I'm glad you said that because there's a lot of people that never do own up to things that they do, mm-hmm. and they don't understand that. Um, you know, a lot of times life is about choices. Our choices always catch up to us, whether it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whether we do something at 16 or whether we do something at 24, like, they always catch up to us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's some people that's 50-something years old, 40, whatever, that just never get it. Yeah. Never, ever get it. They don't never admit to making bad choices or whatever. And we all do. Shit, we all make bad choices. Yeah, like I'm still you said, making bad 40 choices. 40 and 50. Yeah, and they still doing the same stuff that they were doing when they was like 20. Right. And I'm in my thirties <laughs> and that was that was what I was I was like, whoa, I'm about to be in my forties and yeah. I still gonna be doing this or putting up with this yeah. or allowing this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was um Cause that time <laughs> um that time flies. You know what I mean? I remember my aunt used to tell me all the time, once you hit twenty one, it's just gonna fly back. And I was like, Y'all she really won. wasn't lying, because I swear it's like twenty one and then next thing you know you're thirty. And now it's like, it's like, what the fuck? Oh, happened? okay. Now I'm about to be forty. You know what I mean? So, yeah, like 
owning up to that stuff is definitely huge. Yeah. Like everything is now always there. It's like shit goes like really like in increments of four or five years. Yeah. Like if you like really like the the decisions and shit that you're making when you're 18 is going to affect you when you're like 21, 22. The decisions when you're 21, 22 affect you when you're 25, 26. It, It just keeps... It keeps going. Right. I want to kind of go back to something you just said, because, Shell, you and I just had this conversation, even about you uh, being a victim Mm -hmm. of domestic uh, abuse or violence. Um, Because a lot of men, because that was actually kind of what we were, another topic that we had thought about, um, because there's a lot of men who won't even admit that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and so, you know, in the same lane of kind of admitting mistakes and being willing to change and stuff like that, it's almost refreshing. I know the cert- the situation yeah. itself is never a good thing, but it's refreshing to hear you even say, mm-hmm. like, I was a victim of this. Um, and, you know, in the same same vein, you were also willing to admit that you were guilty of it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So, um I think that's important, and I think it's important for even some of the men who may be listening to our show, um, that it's okay to, to change. Which, you know, that's a big reason why we brought you, because a lot of people are afraid of admitting when they're wrong, mm-hmm. and then also admitting um, or even taking the necessary steps to change. So what does your process look like? What do What does your thought process look like in terms of you needing to change like how do you feel or how do you look at certain situations now that you you know viewed completely differently even five years ago right i mean honestly i never actually valued the meaning of taking this and that for granted until i got shot Mm -hmm. so that redirected everything Mm -hmm. but then i'm like after all the things i did and God gave me another chance. I right. was like, well, you know, that was the A-OK to be like, all right, you got to get yourself, keep keep going on the same track you were trying to be on. But um, it was just, you know, we come from a community. I come from a big family of women. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got that a daughter. Cook, I got nephews. I'm nieces. <laughs> just a lot of, I was just like, I can't, you know, it was just something I had to own up to. Like, mm-hmm. I'll lie about a lot of other things but <laughs> I think as a man you, you can't lie about that like no you cannot but then also too a lot of women just because they don't get their hands put hands put on they don't know they're getting abused either though right but yeah right I was yeah. forced to get educated on domestic violence and it's sexual physical mental all that I was like Verbal, wow yeah. I was I mm-hmm. was this dude you think because you ain't putting your hands on somebody, you cool, but mm-hmm. no, nah, you calling them names and you controlling them and this and that, you just as weak. Mm-hmm. So I think until you really just ready to call yourself the weakest you ever been, you ain't going to change. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm super weak, or I was. Mm-hmm. But I know there's things that I'm going to do or mistakes I'll make, but I'll never put my hand on another woman. Mm-hmm. I know that. He, God gave me conviction over that. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm just, I was cool with that. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you don't mind me asking, how long were you in that situation before uh, you decided, like, it's time to go? I mean, no, it wasn't actually a, it was, well, it was a, it was a relationship, uh, off and on or whatever. Okay. But then a lot of 
times it was just there was distance between the situation and me being uh, intoxicated or maybe somebody else being, you know, just okay. things pulling y'all together, but still it's a bad situation yeah. and then the end result always bad. So, but I just got tired of making excuses, right. like, you know, like my dad ain't never do this right. or whatever. So my kids just didn't deserve it. Because some people don't know when to leave. Right. You know what I mean? Like, some people don't know, like, all right, I can't. I was always afraid to leave because, like I said, I, my dad never left. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's different times, different situations. Like, you got to, like you said, you got to sacrifice the I'm so, because when you say that, it makes me think of, like, people close to me. I'm not going to say stuff. Mm-hmm. But they're in situations like that. And they feel like they have to stay in these oh, toxic situations that. because they see their dad, you know, doing the right thing. And their dad wasn't like that either. Like, their dad was really a stand-up guy, good example and all that stuff. But for whatever reason, they're kind of abusers. Maybe not physical, but, you know, the emotional and all that stuff. And they're taking advantage of these women. Mm-hmm. And then they have kids with them and all that stuff. But it's like, where'd you get this from? Why are you doing that to them? And then the girls are kind of the same way. You know what I mean? Like, you are saying all the stuff that I see in these... People too. <laughs> I was, until I was forced to be educated, yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah. He was a victim for a, a while too, then, but you know, it wasn't about pointing out if I was or she was. Or, right. you know, I was just like, I gotta just right. own up to it, learn it, and move on. Yeah. Like I said, that was there was no excuse for that. Right. That was the weakest ever. Wow, that's big. And I think a lot of people are just scared of change. Sorry, go ahead, Booter. So I got a question. And I said I got a question. Uh, just for everybody in general, not just the, you know, generalizing or uh, E, but just everyone. Like, what was it you felt like, you know, just far as, you know, how he's saying, like, his light bulb finally clicked. He had his light bulb moment of uh, what he's going to do for, you know, he, he was able to look at himself and see what was wrong and he's going to make a change. When was it? In your life, where you felt like your light bulb clicked on, and like you really like got life, mm. like you know what it's all about now. Instead of you know being young and just on whatever the way the wind blows you. I think I personally, I'm still dealing with that mm-hmm. in terms of like figuring things out and I hate to keep saying this but it's so true like literally almost the minute I turned 30 it was like whoa Mm -hmm. and I think it's because you know for as long as I remember I expected for life to go a certain way and I expected to have certain things and you know be in a certain position by the time I turned 30 Mm -hmm. and so then when I turned 30 and I realized like None of the shit I had planned is going as expected. Mm-hmm. I think that for me was like a really enlightening moment. And I, I still deal with that. Like mm-hmm. I had, you know, not to get all emotional or whatever, but the other day, like, cause I had to do a wedding over the weekend. And as long as I've been doing weddings, that was the very first time that it almost made me emotional. Cause it's like, I'm still doing other people's mm-hmm. weddings. Like, I'm ready for it to be my turn for somebody else to do my wedding. And so that shit really made me hella emotional. And I had to, I tried to suck it up, but then after a while, it's just like, sometimes you just got to let that shit flow. 
And that was definitely one of those moments. See, I'm like that too. My cousin's getting married next month, and I'm like, here's another wedding I'm going to. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, you know, when's it going to be my turn? Yeah. And then you're 30. I'll be 34 in what? Two, two over, a little over two weeks. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's looking at me like, okay, so two ways. But, but not to put it on okay. like relationships and yeah, marriage, no, just know, like just life in, in general. Yeah. Um, I would say, like Annie said, 30, but even then, I was still kind of like a little bit goofy. Um, I'm going to say probably within like the last year and a half or so. Um, that's when I started to really figure out like a lot of the things that were going on with me were because of me. Like I had to really start learning how to set boundaries with mm-hmm. people. Um, because I, I always had a hard time saying no. Um, especially when it like came to, you know, we always talk about men and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. When it came to men, I was always afraid to speak up cause I didn't want to be that nag and I didn't want to turn nobody off and all that stuff. Um, when it would come to like different friendships, you know, again, going back to showing up for people who didn't give me the same energy, right. um, you know, certain decisions. Like I always think about like, why did I choose this career path? Cause I really am not making no money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we talk about that all, all the time. time. Yeah. Damn. Why didn't I choose something else? Um, you know, I've had a couple opportunities to move that I didn't take because I'm thinking about my family. You know, my parents, my mom's sick as hell. Um, and my dad's getting older, so I don't want to leave them because no shade to my brothers. We talk about all the time, but they, they're not going to do the job. They're just not. Um, you know what I mean? So I just really started to figure out, like, some of this shit is really on me. <laughs> and I And I was, like, really learning to start taking criticism more. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm okay with people telling me, like, you know what? You acting real dumb right now. <laughs> right. Um, you appreciate those yeah, moments. Get your shit together. Yeah. Like, I'm okay with that now. Like, yeah. let me know when I'm acting stupid because that's, that's going to help me grow as a person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't cut people off and do that shit no more. You know what I mean? So, I would say probably it's like the last year and a half or so. Something like that. What about you, Booter? Yeah, I know. Uh, always talk about how early. Like I, like I started off early, so I mean, I could see like twenty one, twenty two. Like I really like got life, like for real. Yeah, you was always I mean, it's, 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 like I said, I was. I started like when I try to tell people, like I don't know, even as before then, because I mean, it was not before then, but like a lot of shit that like people really don't realize, like like I can't. Like, no disrespect to, like, my family or anything. Like, I did a lot of shit. Like, I made decisions. Like, like just even far as, like, going to Virginia. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like my mom, like, I told her I was going to Virginia. She was like, whoa, how are you just going to go to Virginia? Like, <laughs> like I made it. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just hard, like, to, like, to, and it's not hard to explain, but it's, like, like, people just don't, don't know, like, the, the things, like, uh, I, I did and just made the decisions on my, my own to do it. Like, even, like, like, like as far as, like, eight, 17 to, to 21, like, a lot of stuff I didn't, like, my mom and, you know, my parents, they, they just, they didn't my, my own, like, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom didn't come to Virginia until, like, I was, 
I was 22. Like, so from seven to, like, 17 to 22, like, no, no family members came to visit me. So it's like, I got, like, I did just a lot of shit on my own. So, mm-hmm. and like, just being around older people just less uh, allowed me to grow up, like, way faster. Like I said, when I was 17, I was hanging around 23 year olds and shit that had hair, like, Tori, and I was like 23, 24, 25. So, like, mm-hmm. learning, like, it's like accelerated than the average, like, college friend or, you know, stuff like that. Cause, you know, when you're in college, it's not the real world, but it, mm-hmm. it, 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 you still like got the comfort of a dorm or help from your family and right. stuff still, like that. You're still sheltered just, even when you're in college. Right. Except for, you know, yeah. those that actually are doing it on their <laughs> right. own. But for the most part, you're still sheltered. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, that's like how, like, I got four or five years accelerated on life compared to the average person that's going to do four or five years in college, then figure out what life is after that. Like, I already had that education from 17 to 21. Right. Right. So, this is different. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm also learning, too, to, like, just start doing me without feeling guilty. Because yeah. I always used to feel bad mm-hmm. when I would be like, uh, I'm just going to take a day for myself and whatever. And then people would call me like, can you do this for me? And I'd be like, uh, okay. But now I'm like, no. No. <laughs> no, no I'm not. <laughs> I am not. That's real. Me. I'm not doing it. That is real. Because if I keep doing for you, then what am I going to have time to do for me? You know what I mean? And it's not fair. Right. People will run you to goddamn death if, they, if you let them. So... That goes along with my boundaries. I had to learn but, like, I mean, letting people do that. Yeah, that's a that's the thing. I mean, as long as somebody got a safety net, they'll always or or like a you know a, a not I'm not a scapegoat, but like a safety net, they'll always try to use it. Like a crutch, yeah. You I mean, use major crutch. Yeah, like a crutch. So like I try to explain. Well, my wife she gets it now. Like, but when like in her early years, like. Like, she would think, like, someone's always supposed to help her. Like, when she in college, and most people do, but, like, I used to tell her early, and, like, she, like, finally really gets it now. Like, she'd say, yeah, you always told me, like, like, no one's, like, obligated. Even if you're doing the right thing, you're going to college, you're trying to do the right thing, and still no one's obligated to help you. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. And, like, it just always, like, if people grow up that way, like, I guess that's that's what they kind of expect. Like for me, I never had any. Like like when I said I really grew up. Like in like I said, like when I moved to Virginia, I didn't have like all the money I did. I had to rent a car. I did that with my money. I had to I had to get down there. I paid my uncle to drive me down there. I put all the gas in the in the car. Then when he get then when I, I, he drove back, the nigga tried to. Talk about well, you didn't give me gas money to get back. What the fuck you mean? I give you gas money to get back. You get your own gas money. I paid everything to get down here. So like, I never had no one to like to to give me five dollars. So like, that's why I try to like used to instill in her like, no one's obligated to get you nothing. You got to get out here and like get it. And like, if you don't if you don't get it, I mean, you can't get mad and point the finger at somebody because. They said they were going to help you when tuition tank. I mean, when tuition time came around and, and and didn't help you. I mean, you had to figure you got to figure that out before that date get here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This uh, reminds me. Remember, and uh, what was 
what was the Batman movie where it was the one with Bane and uh and he was telling the story but well she was telling the story about you know trying to get out of the cave and all of that but how you had to take the mm-hmm. rope off because then you didn't have any other choice but to make it otherwise that was it so that yeah. that's that's a whole that, that part of the movie is a whole sermon that is a sermon because I don't preach um I can't I can't remember what movie which one that was though I didn't see that one. That's the Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think we all got to get to a point where, you know, like EP said, we got to want to change it. We got to realize, like, the stuff that we doing. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Ain't cool. We got we to get there. I mean, you know, I mean, a lot of us know. I mean, I knew the mistakes I was making, yeah. you know, but I just never, I don't mm-hmm. to... I was under control of being a weak nigga, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And when you're a weak nigga, this can pull you away, that, this, that, right. you know what I mean? So that's what it be. Right. And I think a lot of times, especially with men, they have a misconstrued view of what a weak nigga is. Like, there are dudes out here who, I guess, think they're tough or whatever because they put their hands on a woman or because they disrespect women or whatever the case may be. In their mind, they process that as like, I'm that nigga. And it's like, you don't realize how... But even... Even if really don't have nothing to even put put your hands on someone else, I mean, being tough, it's just a whole other persona of just what you got to do to grow up in a the hood, they, I mean, what some people may feel, you got to always have a frown on your face. Yeah, you always got to yeah. poke out your chest. You can't let you can't let these other niggas think you saw. Yep. So that becomes a persona of, I got to be a tough guy. I mean, when you when most of the time, nine times out of ten, most niggas ain't. They just uh, broke niggas with, with uh, anger problems. Yep, right. Just fronting. That's real. <laughs> and there's a lot of them walking around here. So, yeah. They know. We know. <laughs> you know, I say we because I always be a part of that. You put your hands on a woman, you got to carry that, man. Yeah. That's big. Like, I mean, abuse, to me, abuse is abuse either way because it's not okay for women to put their hands, hands on men either. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, that's tough. You know, you tough. keep your hands to yourself. It's not okay. But, you know. That's a lot to be dealing with. So I've heard you mentioned, um, I've heard you mention God a lot. So what, how do you see yourself growing in your relationship with God? Like, what do you even want that to look like? Honestly, honestly, like speaking like a hundred percent, like my relationship since I got shot, it went downhill, you know, mm-hmm. I kind of tried, I don't know, I turned dark, cold, and had this hatred and all that, like, so I'm back reaching back for the real, you know, me. Mm-hmm. You'll go do things and you'll be hurt and you'll just want to, you know, just be evil or whatever, but I'm like, that ain't me. Mm-hmm. I, I, get, I got a chance to live, like, what the heck right. to be mad about? Or right. Who? I don't know, you know, I don't know who did what. <laughs> right, right. You could run around and be trying to do. That's what it be. We just be mad and run around causing drama in other people's lives. It ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Right. But I ain't doing that. Bad man. energy. Yeah, that's all it was. Bad energy lasts a lifetime. I ain't know that though. 
But you know, I just knew, like I, I was like, man, I ain't never been that peaceful or at rest, at ease in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm laying on that sidewalk, and I'm like, you can't go out like this. I mean, I know you, you know, you did your fair share, whatever, whatever, but you got a lot more to do, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I was like, whoa. Let me get to worrying about something else because I was gone. Once I start worrying about that, I'm like, Dad, is this how you about to go out, EP? Mm-hmm. That's scary. And it was like a couple of weeks right before my daughter's birthday, too. I'm like, Dad. Oh, man. But uh, I, I don't know. I couldn't go out like that. So thank you, Lord. Yeah, that's right. That's real. That's real. Wow. I appreciate your uh, transparency. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's a lot. But I remember seeing you down at the job. Yeah, that was, that was I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was just getting out there. Yeah, I was so like, huh? I had to be down there every day, <laughs> probation and all uh-huh. that, whatever. Yeah. I left. I left because I was going to get a job. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't not yeah. keep bringing home no money. Because like, I remember, like, like, I would see I you every day. And then, like, I didn't. And I was, I asked Daryl, I was like, where Erica? He was like, oh, he said he got a job. Got a job. And I was like, oh, okay, that's what's up. Like, he was there, and then I didn't see you anymore. But I was, I, I was thankful to be in that because it just gave me the opportunity to realize you just got to get up every day. Even if yeah. you don't see something every day, you got to get up. Like you said, if you got to go get it. I don't know about you nothing, Boudé, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I um, always wanted to just let you know that, that just getting up and leaving was the, the realest thing you could ever do. Like, that's the toughest thing. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of, like you said, a lot of our peoples or homies or niggas, we went to school with everybody left on football scholarships or, or you know what I mean? Or a couple of cats went to school on academics or whatever, but to leave... Because you wanted to leave, mm-hmm. that was yeah, dope. That's real. Especially at a young age. Yeah. And you ain't never came back. Right. <laughs> barely, barely come back. And you don't even tell nobody when you come back either. True. Chose his own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Literally with their yep. drive-by visits. Real. Like, real quick. And they're going to tell you Appreciate when he's on his Appreciate way back it. out. Yeah. Except for that time he went skating and that was it. <laughs> but that's real though, see. That's real. Yeah, but then uh, even like a lot of females like we grew up with and went to school with like they ain't really get academic I mean football or uh, athletic scholarships Mm -hmm. a lot of y'all had to scrape and scrap and all that and still owe all this money (laughs) we still scrape and scrapping we still (laughs) owe yeah cause me and Annie both went out of state um but I had to come back because my mom almost died and shit. So I came back because Michael didn't want to do shit. No shade. You know, I love you, Mike. But he wasn't going to do shit. So I came back for her. Yeah. And I'm still here for her. And my dad. Because I didn't want to do shit. So, yeah. I mean, but like as a... During that era, that stress, like as a... If you was able-bodied, like as an mm-hmm. athletic dude, it was, they was handing out scholarships. Yeah. For you to not, if you, all you had to do was just... No, nah, I mean, it's, it was different, man. It's like, like a lot of people, a lot of people think, I mean, there was people, a lot of people that went to school for football, but at the same time, there's a lot of niggas that was, that was stuck in, in between, like, 
Like I used to, I always tell people, I don't always tell people the story, but I tell people like that got kids and that's, that I got kids in football. I'm like, I'm going to do this shit and handle this shit early. Because if you don't have this shit early and get bad too late, then around the, around this time, come around February, March, come around your senior year and you realize you can't go to school. That's when the real world smack you in the face. You're like, mm-hmm. damn, I don't want to sit around and be like, like do, do nothing while everybody going to school or doing this or whatever, everybody getting accepted in the schools and mm-hmm. shit. Like that's like a, a hard reality to smack you in the face. Right. And like whenever that, that trade school came up there, it was like me and five other niggas. I think uh Shell Mike was in that that the trade school, me, Mike, Bill, I think Brad Lang, Larry Conley, and somebody else. It might have been Doug or somebody else. And like this the as soon as they said, dude said something about making money, I'm like I'm going. He's like, well, uh, you got to have. They said, you ain't even got to have no FAT score. I said, shit, I'm going. It don't matter. I'm getting the fuck up out of here. I told my mom, I said, look, I'm going to Virginia. She went, well, how, how, how are you just going to go to Virginia? What? I mean, she was like projecting her fears on me. Like, I tried to go to Job Corps when I, when I was young in, in Maryland. I ended up coming back. And like, man, I'm not, I'm not coming back. I said, I'm going. Like, this is when I, this is when I got to go. And, like, I just said I was going. But it's, it's funny because, like, you know, back then they, they preached college, college, college. Mm-hmm. And and everybody thought that's what you had to do. And, like, and motherfuckers was, like, it was funny because motherfuckers used to joke on me and shit. Oh, he going to go do this and this. But when you turn around, it's 2018. Everybody fucking talking about trade schools and and. Yeah. and don't go to college and, and yep. you know because now you got to pay all this like it's like I don't want to say I got the last laugh but I mean you do. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just kind of it's kind of funny that niggas was laughing at you mm-hmm. like or they ain't because I didn't even know what I was going to I just know that I was leaving and I didn't give a fuck and I was I was I was get, I was getting out but like it's just man it's just a decision and, and like you just gotta whatever I mean a lot of niggas just afraid to leave too yeah yeah. I had to go through that because like when I first got down here I started making a lot of money I just anybody I was trying to get so many people I made a post about that shit the other day about how like (laughs) for 16 years I was trying to get people to come down here and shit don't know why I never want to come it's like like this money to me made man there's a a living you can make but you don't want to go out and get the money like what can you do Right. I don't know. People are just too loyal to the to the one five one oh four. I don't know why. I mean it's just a mindset. It all depends on, you know, what type of mindset you get. Mm-hmm. Well man. I uh I know for me even in terms of leaving, I couldn't wait to leave and then when I was done with school it was like I couldn't wait to come back. And now I'm like, I can't wait to leave. Yeah, like I came, I couldn't wait to get back here. And honestly, I can't really, well, I mean, I know why. Because like my family is here Mm -hmm. and that's, you know, this is always home. But now again, I'm back at the point where it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. ready to go now. I'm I'm sick of this shit. But I don't know. Yeah, like I knew like college time, I didn't want to stay here. But, Mm -hmm. you know, like I said, I I 
But I know you at one point you had listed another question. I don't know if you want to ask it or if you don't remember, I'll go ahead and ask it. I don't remember. Um, so yeah, Booterhead <laughs> posted the question, what is one thing that you would tell your, let's go with 18, your 18-year-old self? Hmm. Um... Uh-huh. 18. What was I doing at 18? Either get ready to go to school. Freshman or, in college. Uh-huh. Choose a different major. <laughs> <Word>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I always say that, but there really was nothing else I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I don't want to do corporate shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Make the credit is important. Get that credit together. You really ain't got no control over that shit at 18, though. Well, you're right. Um, Especially I mean, you in college. You're right. They were selling them damn credit cards. Credit like cards? Oh, God damn. Them credit cards and them little t-shirts that say college. <laughs> not college <laughs> they had them at IUP and I'm going to teach her that they said college that's where I had one um, I, just, I never I never still to this day I never got a credit card me either me either mm, I've had no, I just try to stay away from never um, I don't know probably to just be mindful of who you allow in your space because I've had some shady-ass people in my life. Um, that would be the biggest thing. Probably. I don't know. 18. What about you, E? Well, what would you have to tell your 21-year-old self? Mm. Yeah, that's a whole different conversation. 18 is too... That's too yeah. young. The 21, you're able to make grown decisions. Um... Damn, shit, the same thing. And don't get pregnant, which I ain't doing. <laughs> I still ain't that, so. Um. <laughs> oh, wow. What'd you think of A? Uh, for me, like Shell mm-hmm. said, uh, it'll probably be the same because 18 and 21, I was still taking up space here, getting mm-hmm. in the way. So I would have just told myself. <laughs> Go get a trade, motherfucker. Still talking yeah, still it's right not too now. late though. Like Buddha just said, it ain't it's never too late to do anything. Uh-uh. Like I said, my sister twenty eight made a made a change. Yeah. Yeah. She 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 done her doing good too. Got her yeah. own place and everything now. Yeah, I see Taylor doing her thing. Good. That's what's up. And she ain't been down her what? She been down three months. Yeah. She getting that good shmoney. But uh, for me, 18-year-old, I would just say, well, for 18 and 21, I would just say, girl, you got to relax. Because like I said, there are certain things that I just, that just, had to go according to plan. Mm-hmm. And so when 
things didn't come together or whatever the case may be, I took that shit to heart as opposed to I've never been a life comes at you type of person until like more recently where I understood how that goes. But um, I would just tell my younger self to be patient and just kind of let life happen. And then I would tell my 21-year-old self, girl, do not bring your ass back to Pittsburgh. Okay. Period. <laughs> but see, I tell a lot of these younger people now, like my little brother and stuff, like, y'all don't need to rush none of this stuff. Mm-mm. Like, just y'all trying to move, to, um, not just him uh, specifically, but y'all trying to move too fast. Y'all want to have kids and stuff too early, which is cool. You want to have your kids and stuff, but live your life. Yeah. Don't put a timetable yeah, on everything. You know There's I mean? a lot of living that young people don't get to, get to do when you have kids at a young age because you, yeah. you spend your time trying to work and like really provide with them. Yeah, and, you want to have you know, old families and stuff. Experience and some shits. Yeah. And you know, when you had kids at a young age, then once they they grown older, you try to some years and shit that you that you never got to relive right. late. Yeah, live your life. Don't put a timetable on that. Nobody said you got to be married by. 28 or whatever y'all trying to do just relax right you don't gotta make a million dollars by 30 either like you know everybody moves at their own pace yeah that's another thing i would tell myself don't compare yourself to what everybody else doing oh child you know Mm -hmm. that's a whole nother podcast episode yeah don't Mm -hmm. compare yourself we ain't heard from you but or anything you'd like to to tell your younger self uh let me see at 21, don't quit. Don't quit school. I mean, I was going to college after I graduated from a trade school. You know, we had tuition reimbursement. Everything was free. Mm-hmm. And uh, I quit, like, right before I got my associate's degree. Because at the time, I'm like, I make more than motherfuckers that got a bat. What's the point in me mm-hmm. finishing school to I mean, not wasting my time, but it's a lot of damn time you got to sacrifice when going to going to school, taking two, three classes a semester all year long and shit. Like, for what? But at the time, I was like, well, I ain't going to leave the company I'm at. But when it came to a point where I feel like leaving now, I'm like, damn, I should have just finished school. I, if, I, if I just kept going, I'd have been done like around like 2011 or shit, mm-hmm. shit, shit 2012. And now it's 2018. I'd be thinking, uh, leaving and can't I ain't even got the degree to do it. Mm. But I mean, yeah, at twenty one just finished school. Um trying to think anything else. Well at, at eighteen, nah, I was I had to I was living life. <laughs> yeah. As as you should have been. That's fair. Yeah. That is fair. Yeah, we was all having fun at eighteen, so a lot of my fun I ain't have until I was older because you know Bad for Rich was not with the shit. <laughs> they had my ass on a tight leash and it's all my brother's fault. I always put that shit yeah, on him. Yeah, here's Richie's fault. Yeah, that, I, I was under their eye. Like, you, where the fuck you going? Who you going with? What time you going? Somebody's parent going to be there. They picking you up. They dropping you up. All that shit. All that shit. Well, I left uh, my mom dead at 18. What happened to that? About the post that you posted the other day. Um... What's that? Uh, what's the What's the one girl's? Uh, Hold on, we what's her name? Avelia, Elena, you know, something. The the girl that be on the, doing the TV show, say my life. 
Oh, Iyala. Oh, Iyala. Yeah, Iyala. Whatever, <laughs> however the hell you say her name. About, uh, <laughs> about, you know, like, far as the, you know, the young girl that's in this stuff and, um, you know, just saying for us, you know, how you compare it to your brother and how your parents had a tight leash. How y'all feel about, about you know, younger kids off the, off the chain like that? Like, what, what is there that you think could be done to, to, to help it? Or do you think there's anything that, that could be done to, to help that? Um, like, you talking about young kids in general or, like, younger siblings? Like, no, just, I mean, just, uh, did you see the video that Annie posted? I didn't watch it, but I think I was, oh. I was looking at, like, the comments and stuff. Because that was a little girl who got who uh, was kidnapped, yeah, kidnapped okay. as a baby. Um... As someone who works with kids every day, I don't see it to that extreme, but I do see it where kids are oftentimes allowed to make their own choices. Mm -hmm. And as a result, they kind it's almost like they kind of run the household. Um, But I think a lot of that has to do with parents literally not knowing how to parent. So whether that be, you know, folks having babies at younger ages or, you know, following in the footsteps of people who may not have been the best parent. I mean, there's a lot of factors that kind of go into it. Um, You know, I make jokes about, you know, the fact that I was on a tight leash. Like my friends were going to pit parties in high school. I was not allowed to go. I had to lie (laughs) my ass off just to, you know, get out the house to go to a party. Um, But as an adult, that's definitely something I appreciate. And I don't think, I don't think parents kind of look at the long game. They kind of, I guess it depends on, I guess it depends on the individual also. Some, some kids can, some kids can, reason in that way to be correctly or they don't you don't lay the foundation early because early foundation at the time you try to even if it's a parent or a counselor say at 10 11 years old if this foundation ain't set by then man you gotta you gotta spend yeah. a lot of years trying to yeah. break down shit and and trying to rebuild the kids the confidence and all types of shit yeah i brother you know when i had when i had to get custody of him a lot of you know, by the time he's eight, nine years old, you, you spend all them, all them years not really, you know, just laying the foundation of what what it should be doing, and it's, it takes years to to get get it back straight. Yeah, because some parents are too late. As if the kid, like how, like I try to question people, a kid that doesn't want to be reached. I had this conversation with uh, some of my coworkers. They got teenage kids and shit. Now I'm like. They talk about how uh, they teach this, this, and this, and then they still listen to the kids. I'm like, but 14, 15 year old, they're gonna make their own decisions, and you're not their only influence. Mm-hmm. You got influences at school, you got influences on the streets, depending on where you're at. So it's like when it gets to a point of how you reach a kid that don't want to be reached, no one has that has the answers. Right. Basically, you gotta wait for, I guess, the light bulb to click on for them, because. 
to a certain extent, one of them kids too, like with me, your brother, shit, uh, it's me, Dom, Richie, like all of us, like you got some kids that were bad, but didn't want to let their parents know or didn't want to, or get in trouble to, to face the scoping of their parents. And you got some kids that was 13, 14 years old that got in trouble and didn't care what their parents thought at all. Mm-hmm. And some of it, that was like, that was some of us. Like I didn't, like I would get in trouble. I didn't care. Like you couldn't do nothing to me. Like, okay, you try to beat me. But after like 11 or 12 years old, my mom couldn't beat me no more. Right. My, my dad either. So I mean, all the, I don't know, man. So it's a lot of that goes into like some some people just gotta have them them light bulb moments early, see what's going on around them, mm-hmm. pay attention. Is this the life I really want? Right. If not, I'm gonna have to make some changes. Mm-hmm. And I guess for me, the reason I can't keep saying that I blame my brother, but I do feel like his ways were a lot of the reason why my parents had such a tight grip on me. Like I wasn't allowed to make any choices, even at 13, 14, 15, whether that was, and that's because mainly because I'm was terrified of my parents, especially (laughs) Bev. Like Bev could give me the eye right now Mm -hmm. at 30 and I'm still like, Whoa, shit. Okay. (laughs) Annie chill. Um, but like, even as far as going to private school, I had zero say so in that. I did not want to leave Woodland Hills. Mm-hmm. I did not want to leave my friends. And my mom was like, oh, hell no. She was like, you can cry all you want to, but you're still going to private <laughs> school on Monday. And I'm like, okay. And and like I said, it's one of those things that you don't appreciate mm-hmm. until you get older, but it's absolutely yeah. necessary. And I think even looking at the kids that I work with, they have, like, it's an academic program. And what a lot of parents, I guess for some parents, they don't know what they – they want their kids to do well, but sometimes they may not necessarily know what that looks like. And so they give Mm -hmm. their kids options. Like, whereas for me, if it was an academic program, I would not have a choice. You're taking your ass and you're going to enjoy it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we've had so many kids drop out of the program just because they didn't feel like coming anymore. And it's like, well, wait, what? You actually had the option to do that. So from, and I, and I find myself often, being judgmental just because that wasn't the way that I was raised, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. it's difficult, but it, we, I think even still with, you know, you and my brother and whoever else growing up, I still think times are completely yeah. different. Cause even though y'all may have got into some shit, there was still a, there was still that respect factor mm-hmm. involved. Yeah. So now these kids are <laughs> mad as shit and don't give a fuck, yeah, they don't and they'll talk to anybody any kind of way. There's, like, so many different layers that just weren't there as, you know, we were growing up. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's just different. It's different. This wine got me perfect. Jesus. <laughs> it's delicious. I'm about to open this other bottle. Well, any other thoughts before I get good and drunk? <laughs> like we don't got work tomorrow. <laughs> right, like it's not a Monday. But anyway. Um, EP, you got any? Any, any closing any remarks? Closing? From Bishop Pollock? Just thanks for having me on the show, man. It's nice. No, thanks for coming. Glad you could be here, though, for real.
know we usually do our. Wish we'd have better current topics to talk about. I wish I could have been involved more in that. No, it's good. We try we to find some, them anyway, some better current topics. It's, it's no safari. Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, <laughs> we had to talk about that. <laughs> safari had to be brought up. Um, we had to talk about that. Sorry, y'all. And it had to be on this one because it happened in the last two weeks. Right. So, I mean, Sorry, just, guys. That's just what it is. Sorry. <laughs> we deal with it when niggas be posting titties and shit on, on the timelines and, and Facebook and shit, so... Sorry. That ain't us. <laughs> All right. We'll get your ass Okay, <laughs> right. Right. First and foremost, let's start there. We'll get Molly walked. So, but anyway. But yeah, thanks, E. We appreciate your input. Cause sure. You got a story. And hopefully it um, inspires the niggas to get their shit together. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Women definitely need to get their shit together. Yes, people. Everybody. We all got choices, and life is definitely about choices. They all catch up to us in some way or, or another. Mm-hmm. Good, bad, and ugly. So. Yeah, I already knew. I already I was like, man, I already know I'm going to still make a lot of mistakes, but I know one thing mm-hmm. I ain't going to do, so that's why I'm able to just open yeah. up about it. Yeah, everything is a process, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. as long as you keep on growing, you're good, right? You're good. Whatever back to you. You have something positive, it's going to come back in positive. Mm-hmm. You plant something negative, it's going to come back in negative. Yeah. So keep that positive energy. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yep. If you ever need, you ever need anybody to holler at, man, like I said, I don't be out of touch, mm-hmm. but I be out of touch. But <laughs> I'm, I'm always here, here to holler at niggas. Like I said, it was the last I finally like, started reconnecting with like all the like the real niggas I grew up with, like mm-hmm. like your brother and, and Tay Murph and all the niggas, so we all be on Xbox and shit. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't be on Xbox as much anymore, but like I, I got a chance to start talking to, you know, Tay, Dom, AB, a lot of the, all them niggas I grew up with that I've been out of touch with for a long time. <laughs> it's, it's good here. I mean, because they all, at one point, you know, it's talking about how, like one time we was having a conversation about how they was all... You, I mean, before you got locked up, like before coming up to that point, like when you in it, like you think about it, your your mind's clouded with so much stuff. Now that uh, I'm happy to see that they all out of it and, and like with the cars and a because of CDLs and work at the mill and you know tell you and what other shit he be doing. Mm-hmm. It's good to see all them dudes like really you know trying to trying to do something you know to stay. Stay out and stay productive out in the world, especially they got kids and shit too. Right. I took my car to Dom a couple of times when he was down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just surround yourself with people who going um uplift you, right? Man. Moving yeah. in the same direction you are. Yep. That's that's key. That's Keep really some good people around you. Yeah, and that's one of the biggest stories like that that helped me. Like far as like like I said around the. High school time, like a lot of niggas, like I said, I used to hang around, like Annie and your brother. When man, they came to me in the hallway, said, "Man, I'm about to drop out." I said, "What you about to drop out for?" He said, "Cause I don't like school." I said, "Nigga, none of us like school, man. What are you, what are you talking about?" Yeah, that's fucking <laughs> <crazy. laughs> Like what? Yeah, man. I'm like, man, we all hate school, man. You don't don't do that shit. And then like I said, him and Don, like all of them, like everybody start like. 
Like they start shifting that way, and it, it forced me to hang out with more of the football and basketball crew, and like all of them, you know. That, like I said, this is just my truth. Like most of the majority of the niggas, they didn't they in trouble or they they cared about where they where their parents died and all that stuff. So and they would have the dream of going to college and, and being something productive. So my mind more with them. Like, say just, say like, that last you know, part again. It started uh, started cutting out. Oh, when I part, I said when I started hanging with the uh, the crew, they're like I said, they started they wanted to do something productive and and be something, or you know, go to college or whatever. That shifted my mind from from one the hood aspect or mindset to to maybe I could really do something. Mm-hmm. So it, it all depends on you know who you surround yourself with. You know. Yeah. Maybe I, I didn't go the route they went, but I went in a positive route, just period. So it all depends on, you know, who you hanging around with. Yeah, yeah. Who you been around with, what the mindset is. Yeah, because that could definitely make or break you. You know? So. But we, like, a, like we said, we definitely appreciate you coming on to share. And Boots, we appreciate you dropping jewels as usual. As usual. Uh, the sound Buterman. quality on this episode is pretty pretty trash, but I mean, you know, I think people can I get will. something out of it. We got some jewels regardless, here, so right? Right. We still love y'all. So. Man, it's messed up, man. The devil was busy Wi-Fi. tonight, man. Fuck that nigga. <laughs> y'all see? Yeah, Comcast though. Say what? Y'all got Comcast internet. Hell yeah, and I'm about to call uh, Nick's. I'm about to call uh, his ass back up here and tell him to fix my shit. <laughs> I, heard this, I heard this was messing up like nationwide, though. Like I got it down here, and I was talking to my homeboy. Well, uh, he in Michigan, and he got Comcast. And he, he said his, his shit was like messed up for like two weeks. Damn. So I'm like, man, it's, I think I think it's uh, I think it's a nationwide thing. And we pay way too much money for this shit. Okay. Okay. I pay. I give Comcast way too much of my money for this shit to be fucking up. They on love and hip hop reunion so. fighting. Look at this. <laughs> Look at this shit. But anyway, Speaking let's, let's go ahead and wrap it it, wrap this episode up. Thank y'all for joining Thanks, us. Y'all. And uh, we'll be back for episode thirteen. Love you guys, our yammers. True, worthy y'all. All right, y'all. See y'all. Right. See y'all next time. So. <laughs> Peace. All right, later.